podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. This is a small snippet of an interview with Amy Ruskai, women's football correspondent for Goal. Spoke to her at half-time of the Manchester Derby in the Women's Super League. Fantastic game of football. Honestly, one of the best games I've seen all season. Um, intensity, quality and abundance, it, it had it all. And two incredible rockets of a goal. One from Laura Coombs for City, but one from Tobin Heath for Manchester United in the second half as well. A great game of football. Um, really entertaining anyway I spoke to Amy at half time it was 2-0 to City then so that gives you a bit of perspective about why we were um, in the having the conversation we were but Amy also gives some insight into Manchester United women this is from this part of a wider episode um, a, a long half hour bonus episode for patrons patron is a website where listeners can pay a little bit of money each week and get some extra content in return this is the kind of extra content you get this interview but also a lot more um, so half hour bonus episode on Manchester United's women's team surrounding the Manchester derby in the Women's Super League United sit top of the WSL for the first time in our history having only been reformed in 2018 there's some details on how that reformation came about how United find themselves top and on the game itself and some reaction to that if you're interested in hearing that go to our Twitter at UTD Weekly Pod that's P-O-D at the end there at UTD Weekly Pod and you can find details about how to sign up to become a patron and get access to that bonus episode um, where I talk to Amy, but also there's a lot more insight into the women's team. But for now, enjoy this um, quick chat with Amy Ruskai from Goal about Manchester United 2, Manchester City 2. At the time, City were leading by two goals to nil. Right, half-time at Leeds Sports Village, United trailing 2-0, very much deservedly so. It's been a... A dominant performance from City, sat with Amy Rushkai from Goal, who covers United frequently. Um, and we were just saying it's, it's overall positive for United, but this has been, a, a, I guess, a reality check so far. Yeah, because I think everything's been so positive for United this season. But this is kind of a reminder that, you know, this league is tough and, yeah. you know, they, they can have games like last week where they pressed Arsenal so well, but City are kind of cutting through the press now. Um, and don't get me wrong they got the quality to be up there but you've got like you know you've got a relatively new manager lots of new players and things yeah. like that so you're going to need to build it up but I mean they have the quality to be up there and but they're not going to just waltz their way up like it is a tough league yeah yeah and I mean some people before this game were talking about City as being the the one out of the big three who United could overtake this season but based on I mean this is City's best performance this season their passing has been accurate just, just powerful everything's been perfect basically and United have been able to be played through in terms of how Casey Stoney sets up reasonably similar to the Arsenal game last week but this time not working at all yeah I think City are just kind of cutting through the press I mean Arsenal last week kind of took too many touches I think playing out from the back yeah. but City kind of seem to be just playing, you know, one-two touch and playing it really well, which is, you know, what they do all the time. I think for City as well, I think City have, like, the players with the big game experience. Yeah. They've got US Women's National Team World Cup players. They've got, you know, the England captain. They've got so many England internationals. I think they have the experience, the big game experience. But they just seem to be, I think United just seem to be leaving kind of the midfielders a bit. Like Mewis is playing 
unmarked, re- like pretty much. I mean, there's a little, there's just a few little things that just aren't going for them today. Um, and like I said, I think City are just playing through the press that was yeah. so good last week. Yeah, I mean, to me, it seems like it feels like United haven't had the ball in the middle of the pitch at all. And the only times we've gone forward have been on the wings very, very occasionally. Um, but even that's not working. I get I, the the small bright sparks have been pressing Heath there was that one um, through ball that um, Roebuck did well to come out and claim and then that one moment on the far left side uh, I think it was pressed with just some great footwork and as as signings they've settled in well Preston almost scored last week but Okay, it feels like it's weird because we're sat at half time not knowing what's going to happen but there's been so many statements sent by United Chelsea on the opening day Heath and Press Arsenal this is a bit different um, but Press and Heath uh, in general looking forward can they take United to a top three finish I think so I think if you've if you've got anybody with the quality to do it it's definitely them I think because they have a good understanding between them as well Um, and they have a good connection in the way that Heath can find press so well from the wing Um, but I think as well like like we say like it's all been really positive and now we're sat at half time and they're kind of losing but it's not like the be all and end all of course not you know they've they've been absolutely fantastic this season Um, you know you can't win every single game but Heath and press I think what's most encouraging about Heath and Press is the way they've come in so early whereas you look at like Man City Lavelle's still settling in you look at like Morgan at Spurs has barely settled um, like on the pitch anyway whereas Heath and Press have come in straight away and kind of made that impact um, which is really promising because you know they're only going to get better as the year goes on especially because it's unlikely they're going to be away much with the national team because of Covid so they're going to be here like a lot and it's going to be like continuous for them um, which is really positive. If you've got a couple more minutes, um, I'd be interested to know what you think. What you think the reasons for Casey Stoney's success as over the last two years has been? There's been a lot of articles in the build-up to this about United from nothing in 2018 to to this top of the WSL, um, although maybe not at the end of the day. But Casey Stoney's spoken about how she was kind of given and just full control. And then from that, she's formed a team with some really good young talents, the people out of the United Academy who's come back to the team, and then some experience. Yeah, I think what's most impressive about Stoney is, I mean, for one, I think she has a lot of control, in not in a bad way, but in the sense of like, even things, for example, where I think she says she doesn't want to train where the men's do because she wants there to be like, you know, the setup and everything for the women. She wants the women to feel like, they can kind of have their own place yeah. rather than being like ushered out because the men are in or something. She has like all the best interests of the whole squad at heart. Even little things like when Leah Galton didn't want to be called up for England, like Stoney protected her so much. Like yeah. she protects her players. I think what I've been most impressed with with her this season is um, she seems to have really grown to know the league as a manager and is very clever with the tactics in that the opening weekend we sat here and we were like, why is Ella Toon starting over Jackie Grone? And it was really strange because, don't get me wrong, Ella Toon only played like a handful of games last season um, from the start. And obviously Gronin is, you know, World yeah. Cup finalist from that summer. Um, but the reason was that she put Gronin on the bench because she wanted to bring her on as an impact sub 
and Grunning came off the bench provided the assist to equalise to get a point against Chelsea like there's really small things like that that Stoney is really clever at doing and I think as each game kind of goes she gets better as a manager and kind of knows more about the league and her team and the tactics and stuff like that but I think the the way she kind of carries herself and the way that she manages her team is like they're, they're so together yeah. Um, and she's really good at it. I think that's one of the best things that she's done. But the tactics and stuff that she comes up with are, have been brilliant this year again. Yeah, and I, I think it's there's definitely some comparisons with Solskjaer having covered both teams, and they're they're both just very good at having building the reputation of Manchester United. And I think having delayed for so long and ignored the issue of women's football for so long, if United had begun it with someone else maybe those questions would still be I mean Megan Rapinoe was talking about in midweek but Casey Stoney handled that very well she's very good at not going over the top when United are top of the league but kind of just keeping things calm and composed and, and building that reputation in the women's game yeah I think what is really good as well when you bring up the Solskjaer thing is like obviously Solskjaer knows United inside out from playing yeah, there yeah. what's impressed me the most about Stoney is that She'd never played for United or anything. Like she's come in and she's bought into like the United way, as they say, um, and like the brand of p- football she plays, the way she wants them to play. Like everything about Sony appeals to like the Man United fans, yeah. um, and that's what's really impressive is the way that she's just kind of thrown herself into it and adopted the United way and kind of delivered a team and performances that the United fans absolutely love it for. Yeah. Um, very quickly to end. Do you think United will break into top three? And is there anything you're working on at the moment that people can read over the next few weeks? Um, I think they can. I'm not sure who will drop out yet because I do think that looking at them, I think I'd be shocked if they didn't break in. But I think when you look at when the Champions League's coming up, we've seen how that affects teams. So it could be like a City or a Chelsea might struggle when the Champions League comes and they're deep in the FA Cup and the Conti Cup. Um, we don't know what you know Arsenal are going to do bouncing yeah. back with big games and stuff now so it's a long season um, as for stuff I'm working on hopefully I mean I'm going on holiday tomorrow that's my week off after this week um, but yeah I'm going to I'm hoping to do um, a few bits kind of looking into some of the players we haven't seen I guess I'm, I want to do something on Ivana Fuso who we've not seen yet um, which would be quite interesting um, but yeah I think after this weekend when we kind of assess how things are and we have that week off next week where there's no games it's a good time to assess and see what would um, what would be good to get out there so hopefully yeah. some more stuff coming from me yeah right you can read Amy's stuff on goal thank you very much for doing it I'll let you get back to no it nice one hope you enjoyed that short interview as I say for the full episode go to at UTD weekly pod POD on Twitter and you'll find information about how to sign up to become a patron and hear the full episodes and many more like that. You get full bonus episodes once a month, plus bonus question and answer sessions at the end of every single episode of the Manchester United Weekly Podcast from me, Harry Robinson and Jack Tate. But bye for now. Have a great week.
Social Podcast Network.